Welcome to Vallejo's Community Presbyterian Church Sermon Podcast on Sunday, November 3rd, 2019. The Reverend Wendy Kamori Stager is preaching. Her message this Sunday is Places of Remembering. The Old Testament lessons today are Psalm 23 and Genesis 23, verses 1 through 20. Our second scripture from today comes from the book of Genesis. This is Genesis chapter 23, verses 1 through 20. Sarah lived 127 years. This was the length of Sarah's life. And Sarah died at Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. And Abraham went in to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. Abraham rose up from beside his dead and said to the Hittites, I am a stranger and an alien residing among you. Give me property among you for a burying place so that I may bury my dead out of my sight. The Hittites answered Abraham, Hear us, my lord. You are a mighty prince among us. Bury your dead in the choices of our burial places. None of us will withhold from you any burial ground for burying your dead. Abraham rose and bowed to the Hittites, the people of the land. He said to them, If you are willing that I should bury my dead out of my sight, Hear me and entreat for me Ephron, son of Zohar, so that he may give me the cave of Machpelah, which he owns. It is at the end of his field. For the full price, let him give it to me in your presence as a possession for a burying place. Now Ephron was sitting among the Hittites, and Ephron the Hittite answered Abraham in the hearing of the Hittites of all who went in at the gate of his city. No, my Lord, hear me. I will give you the field and I will give you the cave that is in it. In the presence of my people, I give it to you. Bury your dead. Then Abraham bowed down before the people of the land. He said to Ephron in the hearing of the people of the land, if you only will listen to me, I will give the price of the field. Accept it from me so that I may bury my dead there. Ephron answered Abraham, My Lord, listen to me. A piece of land worth 400 shekels of silver. What is that between you and me? Bury your dead. Abraham agreed with Ephron. And Abraham weighed out for Ephron the silver that he had named in the hearing of the Hittites, 400 shekels of silver, according to the weights current among the merchants. So the field of Ephron and Machpelah, which was to the east of Mamre, the field with the cave that was in it and all the trees that were in the field throughout its whole area, passed to Abraham as a possession in the presence of the Hittites in the presence of all who went in at the gate of his city. After this, Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, in the cave of the field of Machpelah, facing Mamre, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. The field and the cave that is in it passed from the Hittites 
into Abraham's possession as a burying place. Here ends the reading. Please join me in a word of prayer. O God of the ages, God of our mothers and fathers of faith, we thank you for the gift of scripture, for its words of comfort, for its words of challenge, for its words of wisdom. We humbly ask that you would send your Holy Spirit to be our interpreter so that we may accurately hear your message and word to us today. Amen. This past week, we are surrounded by Halloween-ness. Maybe you decorated your front lawn with skeletons or graveyards or pumpkins or zombies or ghosts. But did you know that Halloween is connected to what we're doing today, All Saints Sunday? Because Halloween is a contraction of All Hallows, Hallows meaning saintly, evening, Christmas Eve, All Hallows Eve, Halloween. This is actually part of an ancient Christian uh, three-day season called Hallowtide, and it consisted of All Hallows Eve, All Saints Day, and then moving into All Souls Day. And part of the tradition is that during this time of the year and during this season, it's as if the veil between where the living is and where the dead is feels thinner and that we can attend to the things that are beyond our sight. Also in the ancient Christian tradition, it is a time less to remember the dead in zombie form and much more to remember the dead of the martyrs, those who have died for their faith, for the saints, and indeed for all the faithfully departed Christians, both known and unknown. And so we celebrate All Saints Sunday this day. In our American culture, we kind of look at death and we make, you know, we make a Halloween festival out of it. But it doesn't always include the length of the time to grieve and to mourn. In my opinion, the American culture rushes us through our grief process and asks us, aren't you over that yet? When you feel and you know inside, no, <laughs> I'm not over that yet. That in our culture, it's meant, it's, oh, that's so far away. But you and I know those griefs that stay in our hearts that we remember years and decades on. And so part of what we are doing today in our worship service is remembering that as a community, you'll notice that the bulletin is really thick today, and it's because I wanted all of us to be able to pray together. Not just me praying for you, but that we would be praying with one another and for one another. And so today I wanted to reflect a little bit on sacred places and places of remembering. As I get to know this congregation and serve and serve at memorial services, I'm starting to learn where your loved ones are buried, 
Some of them are close by at Skyview or at the National Cemetery in Dixon. Or you have a niche at the Chapel of the Chimes for your family. And for some of you, the, your loved ones' resting places are back in the hometown, in another state, or maybe even in another country. It's a big decision for the family to decide what's the right location for the remains. Abraham, as we read in our scripture this day, was in that time of decision. For he was no longer in his own hometown. God had said, go and follow me. And so Abraham and Sarah had left their original land to follow God's leading and in do sowing become the father and mother of the whole people of God. And they were in it together for years. And so when Sarah died, Abraham mourned. And then he also needed to know where to bury her. And this lengthy and precise negotiation is recorded in Genesis. Abraham didn't want Sarah's grave to be on gifted property or even on rented property. He wanted a specific place that he could own and go back to. That place was a cave in the field of Machpelah. And also, according to other verses in Genesis, eventually Abraham himself was laid there, as well as Isaac, Rebekah, Leah, and Jacob. And in the modern-day town of Hebron in Israel, it's called the Tomb of the Patriarchs. And people visit it and honor it to this day. And so that cave became a sacred place of remembrance, a place that the people of God, of Abraham's family, could return to, to honor those who have been their mothers and fathers in faith, to honor those whom they have loved. And so today even, there are times that we visit graveyards, not in a spooky Halloween way, but in a way where we can go and honor and recognize and sit with in a specific place and remember, remember someone. And yet graves and cemeteries are not the only places of remembrance. Some of us have family members whose ashes are scattered in nature. Perhaps you had somebody who loved the sea and the ocean, and so their ashes were lowered in a basket into the waves and off the back of a boat. Maybe those ashes were spread across a forest or even at a favorite fishing spot. And maybe even if the ashes aren't there, returning to those places that are the favorite places of someone stirs up those memories. We do that too, revisiting his favorite breakfast cafe, their bar stool, the old family farmstead. Some of these get marked with a plaque or a memorial. Some of them don't. 
Anytime I see a, a plaque, I tend to read it. And you can be walking along uh, the waterfront, and there'll be a bench that's inscribed with the name of a person who also loved that same view that you are watching on that day. You all might be aware we have memorials here in this church as well. All these stained glass windows, there are names attached to them. They were given in honor and in memory of the chalices we use. We even dedicated the monitor and the stand as memorial gifts in honor as loved ones. But there's one more place I wanted to talk about as a place of memory, and that's this. Do you tend to think of the communion table as another place that we can remember our loved ones? Certainly this is a table where we remember our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's a table where we remember the Last Supper that he had with his disciples. It's a table where we know we are fed by Christ himself. But one of the other ideas around communion is that it is a model for the great feast with all of God's people. In fancy words, we say it's an eschatological feast. It's a feast of modeling the present, but also the end times. It's a place of connection. It's a table that is set for those of us now, for those people of faith in the future, and includes those people in the past as well. Like I mentioned before, your bulletin was, was thick today, and in part it's because I printed out the entire um, Great Prayer of Thanksgiving. I'm going to ask you to pull it out and look at that right now. This actually comes from our Presbyterian Book of Common Worship and was specifically written and designated for All Saints Sunday. But there's a few particular pieces of this prayer that are um, invited to be included every time that we share communion. And so I'd ask you to look at, if you look under the Great Prayer of Thanksgiving, it's about eh, three-quarters the way down the page. It says, Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with the angels and archangels, with prophets, apostles, and martyrs, and with the faithful of every time and place, who forever sing to the glory of your name, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might. These ancient words of crying out together, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, they're called the Sanctus, and therefore, we, those of us living who gather at this table, are joining our voices with the faithful of every time and place. The faithful of now, the faithful of our mothers and fathers, the faithful of the yet to come. For this is a table that includes the feast of all of God's people. And so today, in honor of All Saints Day, we indeed will join our voices with the saints of the past and come to the feast that Christ has prepared. And in so doing, 
remembering how he has opened a way for us to be united with God in life and in life beyond life. You have been listening to Community Presbyterian Church Sermon Podcast. To learn more about Community Presbyterian Church and its ministries, come visit us at 2800 Georgia Street in Vallejo, California, or visit our website, cpcvallejo.org. You can also email us at cpcvallejo at sbcglobal.net. Have a blessed day.